0: But I think it's important because it's easy for people to say, just keep going, right? Or to tell you these things, but it's another for someone to live it and actually do it when they're in the moment, when they're making a decision, do I spend this money? Do I keep going forward or do I go do something else? So for me, just making it through that first year and having a great year was, was very fulfilling and rewarding because- we're, we were in an uncertain environment. You don't know what's going to happen, you know? So, um, so fast forward to today, we're in 2022. There's still uncertainty that, that happens. There are still, you know, ups and downs and that's the life of an entrepreneur. And so you just got to it's tough. I mean, it's an emotional roller coaster and so you just have to kind of strap your seatbelt in and, and you know, get ready to, to go for a ride. But if you can work through those challenges and emotionally stay focused, then it makes it a little bit easier. What story are you telling? whether you're intentional about it or not you have an audience and they think in story the doug thompson podcast features diverse storytellers sharing their practical tips for telling the story they need others to envision and trust in order to take a new action here's your host doug thompson
1: in this episode of the doug thompson podcast i talk with jennifer garrett To say that she lives every moment of life to the fullest doesn't do credit to to, to the fullest. Uh, She's got seven degrees. She's a mom. She hosts a podcast. She's in the National Guard. Um, She gets to interview great people with the the Move the Ball, both podcast and and, and book. So she's just a, a, a fireball of energy and positivity and and really, I mean, you would expect that from somebody that wanted to be a fighter pilot. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this interview, and get fired up. And hey, and, and you know, forgive the uh, football puns that <laughs> take place. Hi, everybody! Welcome to the Doug Thompson podcast, where I have actually hit record this time, but we haven't left the best stuff on the sh- on the cutting room floor. With me this week is a very patient Miss Jennifer Garrett. Jennifer Garrett, easy for me to say. are you know, Jen.
0: Hey, I'm doing well, Doug. It's, I'm glad to be here with you today,
1: and I'm glad I hit record. Thank you very much. So tell us, tell us a little bit about yourself.
0: Yeah, so a little bit about me. I spent many, many years in corporate America. Uh, very educated, as you know, and you mentioned before we hit that record button. Uh, seven degrees uh, did a lot of different things in corporate engineering, sales, business development. I am a lawyer as well, so touched a lot of different functions in the corporate career. Two years ago, a little over two years ago, I made the jump to be a full-time entrepreneur, which is a very different environment. And what prompted me to do that was my dad passing away very unexpectedly five years ago. And from my dad's passing, I thought about two things. One, how you really are replaceable in the corporate world. And two, how the world keeps moving, whether you're in it or not. And so I had been building all of these resume bullets, if you will, all these accomplishments, because I had this fear of being average. So I wanted to do things to make my resume look different than other people. That's common for people that are high achievers, right? But what I realized was When I pass, none of that matters. No one's going to remember that. They're going to keep moving. And so I thought about what is it that I wanted to leave behind? What is that legacy going to be? That's kind of a big theme that people talk about now. And so... um, after spending some time reflecting, and I had been growing this movement called Move the Ball, which I know we'll talk about, I decided that was my legacy that I was going to leave behind. And so I said goodbye to corporate life. I hung up those corporate cleats on what would have been my dad's birthday on November 5th, 2019. And here I am, living the dream, or trying to anyway.
1: <laughs> well, you were, you were talking, and you've got a young one that had, had COVID, just came down with COVID, and You've got, I see you're, uh, are you still in the, uh, reserves, right? You, You have some military background as well, I believe.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I'm still in the National Guard. And for anyone watching, if you can hear my daughter, I have a five-year-old in the background. She doesn't have COVID, but someone in her class tested positive. So because of all of the, the ever-changing requirements that the state has, your kid has to be quarantined if uh, they're not fully vaccinated. And she's getting her second shot today. But because she doesn't have it yet, I had to go pick her up before we, uh, we came on the show.
1: Well, in the, uh, the, Is this where you became an attorney or were you an attorney when you were with the National Guard?
0: Um, I was an attorney before I joined the military, I serve in a, uh, an attorney capacity with the military now.
1: Okay. well That's good, because I know we've talked in the past, and you were just going out on, on your, on, not only, but on deployment, and you were just coming back, and you're like all over the place, I'm like, good lord, did she have time to sleep? This, <laughs> all this educating and stuff going on in the podcast, you don't waste a minute, so I think your legacy will be that you haven't wasted a minute, and you live life to the fullest, and I think that's, your dad would be very proud of me for doing that uh, you know at, at the very least and, and i talked to a lot of people that have that defining moment so if you go back to the storytelling since this podcast is about storytelling as you were you were having a hero's journey that was sort of going on and off and you hit sort of this inflection point was which was your your dad's passing uh it, it was, did you have any inkling before that that you were going to sort of change direction or You know, since you've had that turn, I'm sure you're now on a different uh, hero's journey that's going on where you have sort of the struggles because, you know, that's all about life. We all like to, we don't like to struggle, but to really relate to a person, you know, we, we want to see that they've overcome these struggles.
0: Absolutely. So to answer the first part of your question, had I been thinking about this before my dad's passing? And no, I hadn't. My goal was to be a Fortune 500 CEO. And I was a workaholic. And that's what I did. I worked, 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 and was fortunate to have great roles in Fortune 50 companies. And so that's the path I thought I was going to be on. I loved it. And when my dad died, what happened was My mom called me. She was living in California. Um, I was in Michigan. Again, completely unexpected that my dad had passed. And so my mom calls me. I'm sitting at my dining room table and the phone rings. So I pick up the cell phone, see it's my mom. I'm like, eh, you know, I'll call her back later. I'm too busy is what I said. Because I talked to my mom all the time. So didn't think it was out of the blue. Well, that was the phone call that she was telling me that my dad had passed. And that always bothered me. The outcome would not have changed, right? My dad was gone. But the fact that I said I was too busy, I was like, what am I too busy doing? And so yeah, I had just been building these corporate resume bullets and I was like, who cares? What does that matter? And so that's really what sparked that inflection and and thinking and reflection and thinking about okay, what else? What else can I do? What should I be focusing on going forward?
1: Well, when you when you made the change and you're just sort of like, okay, look, I'm tossing this is all. And it's history. We can't change it. It was very impactful. It sort of, it gave me a launching point. When you were launching that, I think Brian uh, Brian Schulman introduced us. Said we should reach out and touch it because we have a connection there. Who I love Brian a lot. And have you had doubts? So, so tell us about that journey from that date on, getting started. So, I know that being in corporate, you know, I, I think if you can survive in corporate for decades, like I have, it takes a special animal, and it's there's special think right i mean it's a corporate rat right you you get there's a reason you have that as you sort of build up some skills and things to do that now this you aren't your, you're on your own how, how do you you know how do you how did that feel at first
0: well so i didn't just make the jump right away so i i knew that so my dad passed in 2016 2017 i was thinking through this and i knew in 2017 i was going to leave Um, I didn't leave till 2019 because one, I was under a relocation agreement with my current employer. So I had to stay, or I had to pay back the money, which was, it's very expensive to move employees as you know. So I was like, eh, no, I think I'll wait. Right. And, um, but also that was good because it gave me time to get ready from a financial standpoint, from a, just figuring out what to do. I mean, i I worked in, in big companies. I have an MBA. I have a JD. I'm like, by golly, I can do this. But it's still good to have your plan to learn from people that are successful entrepreneurs. So that's what I was doing, was trying to just get situated in that time. Um, I, would have had, I would have been able to leave in April 2019. I wasn't ready. It's a big deal to leave your corporate job, especially when you're being paid well, right? And I'm a single parent, have five kids. So that's also... Uh, an important consideration before you make this jump. So it took me a little bit longer, but I did in November of 2019. And when I made that jump, I was ready. I was like, all right, I got a plan. I figured this out. I can do this. And then COVID hit in March, 2020, right? So everything that I was focused on kind of went by the wayside because my goal was to do uh, corporate training, leadership development, speaking events, all of those kind of things. Well, in March, 2020, nobody was looking for that. What they wanted was how can I keep my employees safe and alive, right? And how do I keep my business afloat? So I had to pivot and really think about, okay, well now what do I do? So, I mean, I think that happens no matter what environment you're in. You're always going, you have that initial plan and there's going to be some pivoting, right? That's what you hear entrepreneurs talk about all the time. Um, I will say that when coronavirus hit or the pandemic was uh, declared and the world kind of shut down, I had friends that were like, oh my gosh, Jen, this is really bad timing for you. And I said, no, this is not bad timing. This is just one other thing that we have to get through. And I'm going to have a great story on the other side of it. So because I believed in what I had set out to do, and that's important because having confidence in what you're doing is is key, I think, to high performance. But I doubled down, if you will. I didn't back down on my expenses with my marketing firm. I had just launched a podcast, was paying a team a lot of money to do the post-production. I could have easily said, mm, no, 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 let's scale all of that back. But I was like, you know what, this is what we need to do to continue to differentiate ourselves in this environment, to show up, have that presence. So we kept going. And it was a great investment that I made. But I think it's important because it's easy for people to say, just keep going, right, or to tell you these things. But it's another for someone to live it and actually do it when they're in the moment when they're making a decision. Do I spend this money? Do I keep going forward? Or do I go do something else? So for me, just making it through that first year and having a great year was was very fulfilling and rewarding because we're we were in an uncertain environment you don't know what's going to happen you know so um so fast forward to today we're in 2022 there's still uncertainty that that happens there are still you know ups and downs and that's the life of an entrepreneur and so you just got to it's tough. I mean, it's an emotional roller coaster. And so you just have to kind of strap your seatbelt in and, and, you know, get ready to, to go for a ride. But if you can work through those challenges and emotionally stay focused, then it makes it a little bit easier.
1: What's What's allowed you from, from a personality standpoint or, you know, I, 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 I uh, meditate every morning to try to do this from a mindset perspective, because there's a lot about mindset. I'm sure there were times where you're Inner voice was changing. Just quit, go back. You got other things to do. It's safe, right? Because you're feeling that friction and stuff that comes comes on. How do you know? What do what have you done to sort of keep that your your mind fresh and and, and you know keep that positive attitude?
0: Sure, yeah. So um, I have this phrase. Uh, it's like my signature phrase. It's I say, suit up, show up, and move the ball. So for me, every day I tell myself that I'm going to suit up. So it's suiting up with the right mindset. I'm going to show up to the day like i'm supposed to be there and i'm going to take on no matter what comes my way and i'm going to move move the ball so by keeping that in my mind that helps me to stay focused no matter what happens cuz not every day is a good day you know not every day is a bad day thankfully <laughs> but you have to you have to have that you know they say positive self talk or and so for me that's kind of the thing i tell myself every day
1: yeah it's a little bit like sports and visualization where you're visualizing yes or different things like that and and so the the move the ball uh you know i sports analogies are great i use those a lot in in the different things that i have because everybody can really in texas it's football so i mean that's a that's a duh you know it's a no Mm -hmm. break there um but how do you so who are you in who are your guests and all on your podcast you know what do you extract out of it but tell me a little bit about that let's move this ball
0: I like that. So the podcast is called Move the Ball. The focus of the podcast is we talk about business, branding, and sports. I have a lot of either current or or former pro athletes on the show, as well as I'll have some uh, Fortune 500 execs and entrepreneurs, but mostly athletes are on the show. And we're talking about how you can use that competitive athlete mentality to be successful, not only playing your sport of choice. Usually it's football, but there's other sports as well. Um, And then how you can use that same approach to be successful in business and running brands and in life. And so some of the guests that I've had on the show, some of the bigger names are Mike Ditka. Uh, a lot of people know him. Uh, also Bill Cartwright, who's not football, but basketball, five-time w, uh, not WNBA, but NBA champ. Um, I have had a two-time WNBA uh, champ on, Olympia Scott. So um, show some love there for WNBA. Um, some other ones, Jason Campbell, who played at Auburn and then also uh, 10 years in the NFL, I'm trying to think of some other big, bigger name guys. Gus Farrat, longtime quarterback. Brad Childress, uh, head coach of the Minnesota Vikings, and he's coached all over. So it's been great to hear their perspectives and what they've taken away from their sport and how they've applied it to other things they're involved in.
1: Yeah, I think you know one of the things, and this is from the military too, is you know your game plan and all that is looks perfect until the ball is snapped. hmm The other team gets a vote, and they may have prepared differently than you have to be able to adapt to sort of change those plans.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Adapting, adjusting, overcoming. I mean, those are, uh, that's a phrase that both the military as well as the world of football and other sports talk about a lot, because you're always going to have to be making those adjustments and, and remaining flexible and being adaptable as it's never going to go as planned.
1: So is it about planning for contingencies or being able to know we we've got these other tools to use to go do that? Because, I, I see. Sometimes they, some people I talk to want to plan for every contingency possible, and then they get into the game, and something else unexpected happens. I said, "Well, that's you know, you know, what's your advice? I mean, have you found a, a sort of a single thread there that that goes between them?"
0: Yeah, I mean, I think there's a happy medium. You don't want to get bogged down with trying to account for every single contingency because then you're just spending just huge amounts of time, right? And we talk about like this analysis paralysis and people just getting stuck in that mode. It's a similar thing. Whereas if you're spending time trying to account for every little thing, then you're not having time to take action on the things that you need to, right? So I think if there are things that you can anticipate that could happen, have a a higher likelihood of probability, okay, you plan for those, you look at how you can mitigate those risks. And I'm not talking just about football, but in business, right? Whereas- um, you, you don't waste time thinking through every, every little scenario. And then, you know, as you continue to execute your game plan, as other events take place or unexpected conditions surface, then you use the other tools that you have. But by being flexible and being adaptable, you could, high performer people tend to figure stuff out, right? So you don't have to account for every little thing. You'll just figure it out. If something happens that you didn't think about, you, you got a smart team around you, you got great people, they'll figure it out.
1: Well, it sounds like you did a lot of that stuff uh, in that year or so that you took before you actually launched your own business. You know, you planned for certain things. Did you, did you, uh, well, other than COVID, which I guess that's the big Trump card. So I, I, the question gets to be sort of moot because we can't plan for that. There was nothing that <laughs> we had that, that would even compare to that. Uh, in your, um, what drew you to going to the National Guard?
0: Yeah, so I've always had an interest in serving, a desire to serve. Um, I started my career um, before the military. So I already had been working with, uh, defense programs. I worked at the Boeing company. I worked for GE. Uh, so I had already had exposure to working with military customers, working on military platforms. And I'd always had an interest ever since I was a kid, I actually wanted to be a fighter pilot, like many kids, usually more boys, but, uh, <laughs> I
1: did. I was too tall at the time. So. Uh,
0: gotcha. I had the other problem. <laughs> 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 but uh, but yeah so I'd always had this desire to serve and so for me because I already had kids just going on an active duty path wasn't wasn't the best thing for my family so being a single parent again and so that's why I chose to go in the National Guard
1: my my dad was in the National Guard back in the, in the Korean days uh from that so um during when, when I have some friends that are in the military and sometimes they have a little challenge adjusting to especially if they've been in there for a while to to corporate life or things like that, where, you know, in in corporate life, you've had performance evaluation, you have to talk about yourself, you have to promote yourself, you have to, which is an unnatural act. If you're in the military from the people that I've talked to, how do you coach people or have you seen that and how how have you go around coaching people to overcome that?
0: Yeah, that's a great question. So I come across that with a lot of people, whether they have a military background or not, it's, you know, people don't like talking about themselves or they feel weird about it. And what I tell people to do is think about, you have to think about yourself as a brand and as a product. And so if you want to continue to advance your career, it's a necessity that you are promoting that brand and that product. And so when when you're describing your accomplishments and things that you brought to the table, think of it as if you're describing somebody else. It's you, but you pull yourself out of there and think of yourself as describing someone, and that's easier for people to do than them thinking about themselves.
1: Yeah, I I, I still have a problem with self reflection. That I, I you know I, I that's why I have people that I talk to that that can see me from the outside, and actually I think they know me better than I do in a lot of cases uh, with <laughs> with that. And I have my go to people if I need. You know, if I need, I, I'm trying to, I'm having trouble trying to wordsmith something. Lila Smith is the very first person I talk to. Because within, mm-hmm. She's gotten stuff that's been sort of just wadded up in my head and she untangles it. And, you know, it helps me say that much better than, than what it was. Do you have, I'm sure you have people like that as well, that you go to mentors or, um, you know, coaches that, you know, we all, we all need coaches if we go through life.
0: Absolutely. And Lila is great, by the way, with words I love her. So we'll give her a shout out. To, um, but yeah, I think it's important for us to, to know who we can lean on, who are coaches in various different areas of expertise because we all need them. I mean, when you look at sports, there's coaches there helping those players to develop, right? Then you have trainer, like you have all these experts in their respective fields that are helping an athlete to become better. Well, we are like athletes, we're pros ourselves, just in a different domain. You know, we're in the corporate world, but if you want to be an elite, professional then you need those coaches to help you to improve as well
1: yeah that's uh, it's a somewhat of a stigma which doesn't make sense especially you know like i said coaches for athletes are accepted and expected and nobody would expect you know me you know as an employee you know but you don't have a coach you know i mean i'd almost like that attitude that you need to have to reach out and ask people um to to help and and you can you can do unofficial mentoring by following people, watching what they do, and all that. And if you get a chance to talk to them, of course, it's always better. But yeah, it's I've talked to a lot of people that coaching in a in a professional business standpoint they just don't get. And and that analogy that you made with that. So you you are on season, You're about to come up to season three on your podcast. I know you mentioned some guests. What are some of the upcoming themes or is uh, that we can look for in season three?
0: Yeah. So season three, uh, I'm looking forward to the guests that I have coming on. A lot of more athletes. Again, I'm actually incorporating some other people into the mix. So I plan on having some folks in the entertainment industry, some actors, actresses talking about their journey. And it's more about, I, I think the podcast is really evolving. Like when I look at season one, it was a lot more motivational, positivity, that kind of thing, which is great, don't get me wrong. But at the end of the day, also as a podcast, you're looking at how you can differentiate yourself from everybody else out there. And so in season two, we ended up doing a rebrand in terms of the artwork for the show. We ended up saying, okay, this podcast, yeah, there's a positive vibe and there's some motivational stuff, but it's really about business, branding and sports. And so I started to drive more business and branding conversations in season two but this uh this season specifically i want to focus more on that there's a sports element see but it's not so much sports let's talk about your time on the field and you know in this game blah 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 i I didn't do too much of that but i did do more of that in season two so this season i really want to get it more to business conversations versus as it wasn't that sports heavy but it was a little heavier last season than what i would like for this season so it's really more about helping people to utilize great tools and strategies and experiences to grow their business to navigate their brand whether you are an employee just looking to manage your brand so you can advance your career or you have a company and you're looking to drive revenue growth and and strengthen that brand or you just have a product and you're trying to grow it
1: yeah i know the and it is about adapting as you go along you know because this is season four of mine and i the first two seasons I actually, when I rebranded it at season three, there was a name change as well because I, as I was having those conversations, you know, technology is always of interest to me. That's my background, and, and and trying to do that. But as I got to listen to people from the various backgrounds and the stories that they had, and the things that helped them form their stories and all that, I said, you know, I need we need to make a change, and you know, let tech. If we talk about tech, fine, but that's not the driving thing of it. So that's where I changed it to my name since. That way, if I change it again, I don't have to really worry about branding because I'll always be the Doug Thompson. So that's uh, that was a, a reason I did that. And you're adapting, right? So you're you're, mm-hmm. and you want to do it to where it does serve your audience, but it's also we talked about this earlier about being genuine and being who you are. And I think it is as you turn the dial because you're not the same person today that you were yesterday. I heard a, a fact that I think. I forget how many years, how many days it is. You are truly a completely different person because every cell in your body has changed. There was a fact, that when I thought about that, because your cells have a life, I said, "Wow, that is—that's one of those things that you want to remember." Although I can't remember how many days it was <laughs> <laughs> that happened. So, so good on you for doing that. Uh, how do people get a hold of you uh, to, for the coaching? You know, the podcast is Move the Ball Podcast. That's pretty easy to do. We'll put the links in the show notes and all that. But you also mentioned before you go, you got something else coming up about a training. So we're going to go to boot camp. yeah
0: yeah 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 training camp so I a lot of people ask me about networking because or people will reach out to me and so for those that aren't familiar with my background when I published my book move the ball I didn't know a single person that played professional football that played college football I knew nobody but I knew the sport and so that's what I wrote about and I, I always thought it would be great to be around the world of sports but I knew nobody so I was like eh that's not really going to happen for me. Social media has changed that game. You can reach out to literally anybody. Now you can try to, whether they respond, you'll see, but you got to take that shot. Right. And so I just started growing my network and I was fortunate that people started getting behind athletes, started getting behind the movement and that opened other doors, but I started with building the network. And so people will be like, well, I don't, I don't know how to do that. And I'm like, it's not that hard. Yeah, so what I did was I created a five-day virtual networking training camp where people can learn how to effectively network. What kind of things do you say? How do you approach people? And it's free, so people can just uh, you know learn how to how to network better for those that might not know how to do it.
1: It's sort of funny. I I you wouldn't think of a podcast, but I'm a bit of an introvert when when it comes out. So if we get to a networking event, I'm the guy over standing by the bar or something like that until somebody starts talking to me. And then look at, you know, and it, it's, <laughs> you know so, so networking isn't first of top of mind to me. So you, if I lurk in the background, please don't be alarmed uh, that, that I do that because I can always use more skills on the networking piece of that. So, yeah, thanks for spending some time with me, especially with the, the you know, the audible, we had to call it the line this morning um, with your daughter and all that. I, you know, I'm glad she's well. I'm glad she doesn't have any of that. And um, just keep up the good work. And I really appreciate your time here.
0: Thank you so much. And for people that do want to uh, get participate in the, the training camp, you can go to www.getinsidethehuddle.com. and there's a link there and would love to have you participate.
1: Well, cool. and we'll put those links in the short show notes as well. Get inside the huddle. And uh we're out of we're out of timeouts here. So with that... <laughs> thanks a lot.
0: Thank you so much for having me and keep moving the ball, Doug.